Well, hello, everyone. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming back to this podcast. This is episode number eight of Whipcast. I hope you are all doing very well. We're doing something a little bit different for this episode. Um, For those of you who are watching this uh, video, you already are very aware of the more exciting element that's been added to uh, this particular episode. I've got a camera rolling on the left, and it's going to be a little bit tricky to work with because unfortunately, (coughs) excuse me, unfortunately, the type of camera that I'm using is a Canon DSLR, T3i to be exact, and after every 12 minutes, um, the video automatically shuts off and we have to restart it. So that's going to be kind of, uh, it's going to be a little challenging uh, um, element but uh, I think it's going to be okay, and we'll make it work. So, with that being said, um, if you're listening to this podcast on Stitcher or iTunes, if you want to see me uh, sitting in a chair and having a conversation with myself instead of just listening to that happening, head over to youtube.com slash nickswhipshop, and you can watch uh, this video. A few things I want to I want to talk about, um, kind of some current events that are going on with the channel, some ideas that I have. Number one, if this is your first time ever listening to this podcast, um, there's a few things that you can do to help out the channel or to help out Nick's Whip Shop in general. Um, Number one is to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, That really helps the channel um, go up in popularity. Uh, More people subscribe, more people watch, and it just kind of spreads the word of of whip making. Um, Number two, if you want to further your support, you can head over to patreon.com slash Nick's Whip Shop, uh, where you can donate um, what you feel uh, you're getting out of out of the channel. And uh, that really helps me to be able to continue making these educational uh, whip-making and whip-related videos. Also, I started selling crackers, nylon spun crackers on Nick'sWhipShop.com. They come in packs of 12. There's three different weights that you can buy. There's light, medium, and heavy. And uh, they're coming in packs of 12, pretty much 12 uh, for 12 crackers. I think that's the price I have. And I'm not by any means saying that my crackers are better than anyone else's. Um, It's sort of a way you can support the channel, and in doing so, you get something out of it in addition to the videos. So, nickswhipshop.com, the whip accessories page, you can find these nylon black crackers. I tested them out today. Um, very heavily, and they work great. I want to bring to your attention a great website called whipnation.com run by a fellow named Roy Parton. Uh, I became aware of this website probably a couple of months ago, and what it is is it's kind of a one-size-fits-all place where you can shop for whip-related materials, and it's just all-in-one. You don't have to shop around go to this site for this material, go over here for this. It's just a great place where you can find numerous um, whip-making supplies. Uh, I just purchased purchased some, I can say purchased, I just purchased some 650 cordless parachute cord, a big spool of 500 feet from Roy Parton on whipnation.com, and I didn't realize how much time that I was spending pulling inner strands out of parachute cord. Um, it really cuts down the whip making time to have, you know, that, that, uh, that ability to, to save that time and not have to pull all those guts out. 
Also, uh, it's, it comes very flat on the spool, so it makes plating a lot more easy. And uh, it's, it's, it's great. I, I love it. I'll probably be shopping there um, until further notice for, for almost all of my whip-making supplies. That's whipnation.com. Oh, uh, let's see. What else is going on? Well, I've been working on a video for a 12-foot, 20-plat bullwhip with three plated bellies. It's for a customer who is actually a cattle rancher, and I thought this would be a good opportunity. He he actually requested that I film, <coughs> excuse me, that I that I film the building process of his whip, and I thought it would be a great opportunity to make a, a tutorial, uh, or to show you guys how I personally make one of these whips. So besides that, uh, not a whole lot going on. Um, storm chasing season is coming up pretty soon, and I'm really excited to get back out in the plains. And photograph and film the beautiful forces of nature. Uh, it's a passion of mine. And uh, you'll see a lot of that on my second channel, youtube.com slash If you're into that, you can check it out. Um, actually, I anticipate one of these one of these days I'm going to be doing a podcast, uh, perhaps from a hotel out in the Great Plains. Um, so that's going to be something kind of cool. I want to do that a couple times at least just for the experience. Uh, I took up a Cessna 172 a couple days ago, uh, stayed in the pattern, did a few landings. That was fun. It's kind of windy again, but what are you going to do? Um, I taught my Siamese cat a new trick. Good girl. <laughs> and with that being said, I'm Nick Schrader, and you are listening to Whipcast. <laughs> I feel like this podcast is going really rough right now. Hopefully I'm the only one that feels that way, but I kind of doubt it. I think it might be because I have the camera rolling over here and I'm worried about the, you know, timing it right. And I'm worrying about how hard it's going to be to, uh, <laughs> to edit the, the audio and sync it with the video because I'm, oh man, I don't know. It'll be okay. Let's get on to some questions, shall we? Uh, we didn't wait two months this time in between episodes, so I think that's going to greatly uh, help this episode not to be unnecessarily long. We'll see. We'll see about that. Okay. Ray. Hey, Nick. I have a dilemma. I'm trying to deal uh, with about my attempt at making my first whip. You got a minute? Uh, I do, Ray. Um, please, by all means, post your question, and I will do my best to answer it uh, live on this podcast. Josie asks, how long are the bellies, the bellies of the whips that I make? And to answer that question, um, they vary in length, uh, but... Mostly, if a whip has two plated bellies and an overlay, uh, each belly is one-third, well, excuse me, the, the first belly is one-third the overall length of the whip, the second belly is two-thirds, and obviously the overlay is, you guessed it, three-thirds, or the overall length of the whip. Hope that answers your question, Josie. That's the way I do it. Shrimp1112 
a comment, uh, does the paracord have to be the one with seven inner strands? Um, that parachute cord, shrimp 11112, too many ones, maybe, I don't know, too many ones next to each other. Yes, I recommend the 550 parachute cord uh, with the seven strands inside because if you get parachute cord with you know fewer strands, it's going to be the overall diameter of that parachute cord might be smaller and it just won't work out. I, to eliminate uh, those questions, I recommend the 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 seven strand uh, 550 stuff military type three parachute cord, but. I mean, it doesn't have to be, but I recommend it. I think you're going to have a better result uh, if you use the 7-strand 550 military-grade parachute cord. Sarah, uh, where do you get the leather for the Heel Knot Foundation? <coughs> well, when I was using leather, I'm not anymore, I was getting it from local arts and craft stores. Hobby Lobby and Michaels were the two that I was finding uh, most of the, the leather from. Uh, it was coming in bags that I would find um, in the leather section of the store. And there were these $7 bags of leather scraps. And within those those scraps, I would find a lot of 10-ounce cowhide that I would use. But something has changed, and you'll see this in a new video that I have coming up. Um, I now use a stuff called neoprene. It's kind of a, it's a rubber material similar to what you would find in car tires, and it's most of the stuff is quarter inch thick that I use, and you can get that at Menards, Home Depot, Lowe's, etc. Uh, neoprene, N E O P R E N E, and it's great stuff. And if you're having a hard time finding leather, neoprene might be for you. And I think it just works better. So check that out, Sarah. Or if you want to use leather, Michaels, Hobby Lobby is where I was getting it. Asterisk Worm <laughs> says, I'm learning a lot between you and Bernie. Keep it up. Well, I'm very glad to hear that, Asterisk. Uh, I learned so much from Bernie Wojcicki, uh, Bernie46. God bless him. He was a great man, um, very patient with his time, and he put out so many great videos. And uh, if you haven't watched Bernie, Bernie46 is, his, is what his... Uh, his YouTube channel name is, um, I recommend you you check him out because he had a way of explaining things, just such a hands-on, you felt like you were in there, um, you, you were in the shop with him. Uh, those of you who don't know, Bernie unfortunately uh, passed away um, about a year ago, a little little more than a year, and um, he was, he was, I had the privilege of cracking a few of his whips, and what, what a craftsman, uh, what a craftsman he was. And uh, I, I really appreciate I appreciate hearing that from you, Ascaris, that, uh, that um, I, I've helped you through my videos and, and that Bernie has as well. Um, so that's, that's very great to know. Thank you for the comment. Potatoes and Gravy, as uh, a comment, says, It's so cute! C-O-O-T. Uh, that is a comment on the Micro Pocket Snake Whip. Thank you so much. I'm thinking about uh, bringing those back into the picture again. We'll see. Phasma Gamer. Phasma Gamer? I think that's how you say that. Have you made a whip out of multicolored rainbow nylon? I have not, but I've seen a lot of people do it, and it's a pretty cool-looking whip. Have you noticed uh, that I'm not... 
I'm not naming every single video. Uh, so and so commented on the Los Angeles whip making video. You know, like this is this is something that I it was so unnecessary. I didn't have to name every single video that these people were that you guys were commenting on. So that's something that's gonna they're gonna make this this podcast flow more smoothly. I think I mentioned in the beginning, like I don't really know what I'm doing with a podcast. Um, before I knew that any of you would even be interested in it, I was so much more relaxed. Now that I know that you guys are actually listening, I'm a little bit more like, okay, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta please you guys. I gotta make this uh, something that you're interested in. Um, so I'm trying to make this a, a smoother process. I'm really not that great at sitting down and having a conversation with myself, if you haven't already noticed, but I'm trying. And I hope you guys, if you're listening to this, you must like it. So I'm doing something right. Anyways, trying to make this a smoother experience for both of us, for all of us. So we'll see. Uh, A comment from Jesse. uh, How fun. Thanks for making this video. That was on the LA with me video. At times, it's appropriate to say what video that they commented on. So thank you so much, Jesse. I appreciate that. Fight Squad 67. Hey Nick, I cannot get the turn the turns head down. Any tips? I believe you mean Turk's head. Um, practice. There's two things that I recommend you do to get the Turk's head not down. Number one is going up and hitting that uh, one half speed button on your YouTube player. That's number one. And number two, I recommend you just you slow down and practice, practice, practice like it. Making Turks Head Knots um, was something that took me so long to finally get consistent at to where I wasn't making the same mistakes every time. So it takes a lot of time. Just be patient and practice. Let's see here. No stress, Mike. Must be nice, Mike. (laughs) Thank you. Good video. It is nice to know what it takes to make and the name of each section of a bullwhip. You are welcome, no stress, Mike. Thank you so much for watching. <clears throat> Another comment from Phasma Gamer. Have you done a whip with a tie-dye nylon in the background at 1 hour, 8 minutes, 41 seconds to 1 hour? Uh, yes, not for an overlay. I think that's the green nylon you're talking about. Um, I'm just checking my time on the camera there. Um, only for the overlays. I never thought that that would look good for an overlay. Or, excuse me, only for the bellies I used it, just to use it up. I bought it on a spool, and I was like, I gotta use this up, so I just use it for the bellies. Not for the overlay, though, no. Another comment from Phasma Gamer. I would think it would be one of a kind, except I'm making one, but I don't have enough cord yet. I thought 50 feet of cord would work. You need a little more than 50 feet of cord uh, for the three-foot snake whip, unfortunately. Justin. Great channel, Nick. Thank you, Justin. I live in Austria. So it's difficult to find comparable materials. I've found uh, suppliers for most materials you use. Can't get the double-sided floor mat tape and the sinker cord here. Also, 
the artificial sinew is almost impossible to get. Any suggestions what I can use instead or where to order in Australia? Um, instead of artificial sinew, um, nylon string would work. Kite string would work. Um, oh, that's a shame. I'm sorry you don't have any access to that stuff. Um, for the sinker cord, uh, you know, that that's for the core. You, you could use 650 parachute cord. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, you can get on whipnation.com. Pretty sure Roy ships internationally. If he doesn't, you can find uh, 650 parachute cord on on uh, eBay or Amazon, and uh, that stuff's great. You can actually feed the BBs into that, grind down the end of your quarter inch steel rod, and fit the the 650 parachute cord over the steel rod, and that becomes your BB loaded core. And for the um, in place of of the artificial sinew, you can use uh, kite string or nylon string. That's that's my best suggestion uh, for alternatives for those two materials that you you listed there. A comment from John. Love your videos. What do you do with all the whips you make? Or do you make them to order uh, and just film them? That's a great question. Um, probably 99% of the whips that I make uh, are custom orders. Uh, every now and then when, when orders are slow, um, I'll just make whips and sell them in my in-stock, on uh, my in-stock specials page on nextwhipshop.com. Um, but mostly they're, they're all orders. And sometimes a customer will order a whip and I'll say, you know, I'm going to choose this whip and make a video on it. Like, like uh, Javier, who ordered the 12-foot the 20-plat nylon bull whip that I'm, that I'm almost done with now. Uh, Javier requested that I make a video, and I thought, you know, that'd be a great video, I think. I think you guys would enjoy it, so I did it. Um, so most of the video tutorials you see are actually uh, custom whips that people are ordering. And I'm just deciding to say, huh, I'll, I'll take this opportunity to film a video tutorial. And uh, oftentimes the customers really like that. They like to see uh, the build process of their whip. They find it fascinating. I, uh, I think it's fun. Drew commented and said, I'm a beginner in making whips. Would you be able to make a current in-depth tutorial on, tutorial on how you're currently making your whips? Yes, I plan on doing that shortly after this, this 12-foot whip video is done. I'll get onto this. So yes, Drew, that's coming up. Uh, Moape, thanks, Nick. As always, very useful videos. Learned a lot from you. Thank you so much, Moape. I appreciate that. That was a comment on the bird's eye plat. Agent Gill ninety six could put a few links on the stuff you use. I'm wanting to make a whip as well. Uh, yes, I'll add more links to the specific materials that I use. That's on the bird's eye plat video. Uh, Grant, thank you, Grant. Thanks, Nick. Great work. Great video. I appreciate it. Isaiah uh, says, what is 13.6 on the bird's eye plat video? So we're going to find that out right now. Let's see. 
what is 13.6? 13 minutes. Let's see. This is going to be so hard to edit. I know it is. I don't care. 13.6. Bear with me, guys. Oh, that's that's the, the plating sequence. Right. Under one, over two, under one, over one, under two, over one. That's... Uh, the sequence that I'm plating. That's what that is. Hopefully that answered your question. Let's see. I lost my spot, I believe. Let's see. Hmm. There we are. Burger Bandit. Good to see you again, my friend. Yes, I've been dying trying to figure out how to do it. It's so confusing to me. That's on the bird's eye plat. You are welcome. I always thought it was a really confusing pattern myself, and um, it looks very confusing, and when, when I started, it felt very confusing, but if you watch the video, you'll see, or you'll hear me say along the way, um, you know, your brain just starts to pick it up. My cat is sleeping very violently over there. She's dreaming and flailing her legs around. Um but yeah, it, it's it's muscle memory. You'll plate a strand, and then you just it all it comes at you at once. If 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 any of you are musicians, you'll 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 see what I mean, and you can kind of make that connection. If you're learning a song, you're playing, you're playing, and then it's just it's just so you see it just as a mess, and all of a sudden it just clicks, and you're like, oh, I see it now. And it's it's similar for that. So Burger Bandit, I'm glad uh, that I made this pattern come into light. And I'm glad that I was able to um, help you learn it. Shane says, sup. Sup, Shane. How you doing, bro? Good to see you. Glad you're here. X, Bladud X. Another familiar face. Glad to see you back. How? Uh, who else knows this plat by Egyptian eye plat? Uh, I never did, but it, the Egyptian eye is very similar to the bird's eye plat. Multi-trick pony. Yo, nice video. Thank you. Here's a comment from Adam of Whipworks. Adam, your videos are looking very nice lately, man. I really like the uh, the cinematography that you're integrating into your videos. It looks great. Adam from Whipworks. Check him out. Whipworks. He's got some good stuff. I really like your new line of whips that have... Uh, cast aluminum animal heads threaded on the, the heels of your whips. Those look really sharp, Adam. Great video, Nick. Uh, eerily similar to the video I released today. Yeah, this is so funny. Uh, Adam over at Whipworks, another uh, whip-making YouTube channel, posted a video. Uh, Adam posted a video of what he calls the Egyptian plat. Uh, and actually, uh, yeah, who else just made a comparison? Yeah, Exploded X said, does anyone know this is the Egyptian eye? And it's so funny because Adam uploaded a video of him showing how to do the Egyptian eye, which is so similar to the bird's eye plat. And we both did our whips, or at least our, our thumbnail pictures, are in lime green and black. 
And I'm thinking, oh man, he's he's just gonna think that I whipped this video together in two hours just to like one up one up him or something. And I didn't do that. I just thought it was the craziest thing that uh, that that just so happened to turn out like that. I thought it was crazy, but uh, it did. It, it turned out it was a really coincidental thing. But um, yeah, check out Adam from Whipworks. Your whips are looking sharp, man. Uh, MW Direct, great video. Unfortunately, the sappy opening music made me throw up in my mouth a little bit, so I couldn't continue watching past four seconds. Wow, man. I'm sorry you felt that way. Wow. I've never... Hmm. Uh, that's on the bird's eye plat pattern. Uh, that was me playing guitar. Uh, but classical guitar... Uh, styled music isn't for everyone, so that's all right. Um, mute the video and watch it because I think you'll still pick up some valuable tips uh, from the video. So, yeah. Eric says, love the different camera views. You should start doing that with all tutorials. Keep making products uh, keep making podcasts. I ran out of podcasts to listen to while making whips. Well, you got another one here, Eric, and thank you so much for watching. I'm glad you like the multi-camera angles. I wasn't sure if that would work or not, but uh, apparently it did, and uh, thank you. I'll try to do it again soon. I don't think it's necessary for every video, but if it's a really intricate pattern, like the bird's eye plat, it's pretty. I think it's helpful. Kenneth, you play guitar? It sounds so nice. Would you consider doing any sort of tutorials on that? Thank you. You're very kind, Kenneth. I appreciate it. Uh, not really. Um, I could. I wouldn't probably be on this this YouTube channel. Uh, but if I did, uh, it'd be it'd be on a different different channel. But I'll mention it to you guys maybe at the end of a video if I decide to do it. I uh, I did give guitar lessons when I was in high school for probably six months or something, just beginner, beginner stuff. Uh, but since then, I haven't uh, done any lessons on that. So Max says, cool pattern, bro. Thank you, Max. I appreciate it. Ethan Van Gotham. Hey man, thanks for the great videos. I made a few whips for your, for your, uh, from your YouTube tutorials, but I don't have any leather for the Turks knots or transitions. Do you know any other material that works for foundations? And yes, that neoprene that I mentioned a little bit earlier is a great alternative to leather. Actually, not only an alternative, but I, I think it's a good replacement. So yes. <coughs> He's the Bob Ross of whip making by JLW. Thank you so much. Uh, Connor from Caliber Whips. That's a nice variation of the bird's eye plat that I do. Uh, great job. Thank you. I appreciate it, Connor. Uh, Sunshine. X Sunshine X. Uh, could you make a video on whip holsters? That's an interesting idea. I've never made a whip holster before, but I could look into doing that for sure. 
Martinez, uh, nice whip. Thank you so much. Danny says, like, bro. Thanks, Danny. Josie says, you are a man of many talents. I appreciate that. Great job. Thank you so much. We have a comment in Russian. So, I'm going to copy it as suggested by one of you last time and go to Google Translate. And we're going to paste it. Should I try to answer you in Russian? <laughs> that could be a disaster. I like the video very much. Uh, author, big thanks. Oh, you are very welcome. Thank you so much. And now I'm going to try to respond to you in Russian because I want to. <laughs> Should I really do this? I don't know. Okay, why not? This might be uh, the whipcast where I lose all of my listeners, but hey, you know. Mne ochen pan Ravilo's video avtor. Forget it. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't do that. Um, <clears throat> just a. Hello, after making your stock whip, uh, excuse me, after making your snake whip and coral snake whip, I try to make the bird's eyes. I see your two belly and the overlay, but I don't see how long is the core. Do you always use 5mm BBs? Uh, They're actually 4.5mm. Thanks for your answer. When will it be finished? I'll show it. When it's finished, I'll show it on Facebook. A faithful fan, Eric. Eric, thank you so much. Um, the core on my current method for making a nylon bullwhip, as you'll see in, in the video coming up pretty soon, the core runs just about the entire length uh, of, the, of the whip. The last foot um, is not present because one of the dropped strands of the overlay becomes the core. Hopefully that makes sense. Uh, if it doesn't, you'll see what I mean in an upcoming video tutorial on my current 2018 method for making a nylon bullwhip. So hang in there, Eric. Video coming soon on that. Lodrop, from where you get the informations about the length. Um, strand length. Uh, you can find the strand lengths on nixwhipshop.com. Uh, there's a strand lengths section. I have all these different uh, lengths um, sorted out for different length whips. So check that out on the drop. I think that'll help you. Uh, Andreas says, awesome guitar skills. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Andreas. Piggy 101, pig. Uh, could I use ball or uh, bull chain? Ball chain. Yes, you can use ball chain for the center, for the core is what you mean. Um, I used it for a few whips before, and I really like the results. The reason that I used the BBs is because they're a little bit heavier, and I just like the way they feel a little more. So, personal preference thing, really. Hey, Nick, does the movie What About Bob mean anything to you? And I actually saw this comment one day, and I had to reply on the spot, and I said, one of my all-time favorite films White Rabbit. I asked that question. I love that film so much. 
it's it's uh, pretty much strikes a chord with my humor. It's great. I love the the scene where he's in the uh, uh, he's in the hospital and uh, he's telling jokes. All the patients and all the doctors are gathered around, and he's cracking jokes, and they're all laughing. And then his therapist sees him, and he's, he gets even more mad because like they all love him. He's like, oh, there's nothing wrong with this guy," and they send him out. You know, it's a good movie. Uh, let's see, Kevin. Uh, Nick's Whip Shop, I am on my last layer of paracord and have three strands on each side. Is it okay to do uh, over two, under one? Uh, over two, under one. I I wouldn't do that. I, I don't really see where the benefit would be for that. I would do under two, over one. If you have three strands on each side, you're in six plat. So the conventional way is to do under under two over one. I hope I said that right earlier. Under two over one is what you want. Maybe that's what you meant. You put over two under one. But I would do uh, the opposite of that. Under two over one. So that's what I would do, Kevin. Robert. Uh... <laughs> That wasn't a mistake, it was a signature. Uh, the little mistake I made on the Bird's Eye Plat video at the end that I showed. Um, you could look at it that way. I, I like to look at it that way, actually. Let's go with that. Um, here's a, a comment from Sarah. Nick, would it be possible for me to put a transition knot on a snake whip? Sure it would. And I've done that a few times before. Daniel asks, can I use 12 strands, uh, making it a 12-plat bullwhip um, for my bird's eye tutorial? Uh, yes, you can. I don't know the sequence for that off the top of my, uh, off the top of my head, but I could look into it. <coughs> Excuse me. Krasnalud. Uh, likes the color of the whip. Thank you. I thought it would be a nice lime green and black would really uh, be easy to see what I was doing with the strands. So, thank you. Tibber says, brilliant work on the bird's eye plat video. Thank you so much, Tibber. <laughs> Ian says, Nick, I don't know much about bull whips. Uh, but love your quiet, articulate instruction and quality mic. Thank you. This isn't even my microphone. Isn't that funny? This is my friend Danny Moscos. Check out his website, um, southshoreaudio.com. If you're a musician and you need your music mixed uh, after recording, southshoreaudio.com. Um, this is kind of down here. Uh, where I'm recording this podcast is kind of the studio, if you will. And we've recorded a lot of music down here. So my friend Danny, he just leaves all of his his high-quality microphones here. And I'm like, thanks, you know, cool. I, I'm, he says sometimes, Are you sure it's not, it's not going to be in your way? It's all right? You just The box is going to be sitting here for a long time. These mic stands and everything. Is that okay? And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. That's That's fine. 
with the understanding like, yeah, you know, I can just pick up these nice mics and use them anytime I want. It's like, I can't complain. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you, you, um, you like the, the, the good quality mics, Ian. I appreciate that. I, I love them too. So it can, uh, it gets every stuttered word that I utter. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, thanks. Thank you so much for subscribing too. I, I saw that very soothing. That's good to know. I'm glad. Uh, Barry says that zooming in and out way beyond irritating. Don't do it anymore. Yes, sir. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that was, um, a video on, uh, the making of a, um, a kangaroo hide bullwhip that I made with pre-cut overlay strands. I think it was 24 plat. Yes, it was. It was a six foot red black uh, bull whip. Yeah, that's I made that a long time ago. I won't do that anymore, Barry. I think my production value has uh, has increased a little bit since that video came out. So I'm a little bit more conscious of uh, making you guys dizzy and myself. So I don't want to uh, do any more of that. So no worries, no more of that, Barry. My friend Justin Hall of JJ Hall's whip says excellent job on the bird's eye plat. Thank you, Justin. I appreciate it. Your videos are looking awesome. By the way, uh, JJ Hall's whips guys, check him out. It's my good friend from Arizona. Another comment from Sarah, would a transition not work on a snake whip? Yes, it would. Uh, it definitely would. Um, wouldn't make it crack any better as we discussed earlier. It just makes it look pretty much like a bull whip with a really floppy handle. Something kind of cool. Just got this terrible feeling I wasn't recording. Okay, we are. Okay. Luke says, Thanks for the video, Nick. I have been waiting, uh, excuse me, I've been wanting to make a whip for a few months now, uh, and I have watched a few of your videos before this one. As soon as I saw this video, I knew that this was the whip I am going to make. I also have already started making another whip but I ran into that issue with the BBs. After that, I stopped. I appreciate you solving the problem for me. I sincerely thank you for the time and effort you put into your videos. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much, Luke. I appreciate that. And I think you're talking about uh, getting the BBs into the core strand. Um, So I'm glad you have that figured out. And cheers, my friend. More videos to come. It's a comment from Cody. Just a suggestion, you can also turn square pieces of wood and make them cylindrical. It is also easier to find the center of a square piece of wood than a dowel. Thanks, Cody, and that was in reference to my wooden handles bullwhip uh, video. And I've learned a lot from that video. Um, probably going to do a, um, a current video on things I've learned uh, over the months using lathes. Things I've, I've learned from you guys, helpful tips that you've given me that have made my um, wooden handle bullwhip attachment um, just a, a better experience and just a better, a, a more secure fit uh, using the threaded rod, using the epoxy you guys told me about. It's just been a better experience. And uh, I do use uh, square uh uh, stock wood now, Cody. So thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. 
Dr. Jones 503, uh, comment on podcast number seven. Very nice webcast. I may go next year. Hopefully I'll be able to come. It sounded fun. And he's talking about coming to the L.A. Whitmeet. I'd love to see you there, Dr. Jones. You will not be disappointed, my friend. Max M. Trigger. Uh, this says, put the beans to it. And that's an inside joke uh, amongst the Nick's Whip Shop community. And uh, maybe we should make t-shirts about that. Uh, I don't know. That's another question I had for you guys. Would you be interested in um, uh, some merchandise, t-shirts, sweatshirts, uh, with maybe the Nick's Whip Shop logo or got a cat jumping into the ceiling. I'm sorry. Um, would you guys be interested in, in some t-shirts with the logo on it or some of these stupid inside jokes that we have? I, I don't know. I honestly don't know if you guys would, would want that or not. If you would, uh, it'd be awesome to drop a comment and let me know. But uh, yes, that's a classic. Uh, put the beans to it. Uh, a comment from Josh. Uh, wait, no, this is in response to a comment. Yes. Um, Von, J- uh, Von Tajay uh, put a question on the podcast number seven and said atheism with a question mark. And uh, there was this long kind of discussion like, what atheism? What What's going on? What is this? What is this? And uh, people <laughs> people were trying to figure out like, where does he talk about atheism? Because it's something you don't necessarily uh, hear uh, talked about on a, on a whip-related channel, I guess. Everybody was trying to pinpoint, where was it? And I didn't remember what, what where the timestamp was where I met, where I gave my thoughts on atheism. Uh, but um, you guys found it pretty quick. And, uh, yep, interesting. It's It's funny how fast you guys will find a certain topic that I mentioned in a podcast. I think that's awesome. Steve. Uh, here's a comment from Steve. Hey, Nick, what's up with your hands? Maybe carpal tunnel? Your hands kind of burn, uh, then burn down your forearms. I had that in both hands. Surgery took care of it. Oh, man. Now my left, uh, my left hand, palm up, can't extend my thumb. Shooting pain, been two months now. It sucks, sorry. You mentioned your hand, and that got me going. Love your videos. Going to get supplies and make a whip piece. I'm sorry to hear about that, Steve. That sounds that sounds very painful. Um, I was having problems with my two index fingers, especially. Um, they never used to be curved. Um, they my index fingers curved towards my pinkies, and that's because when I started making whips in 2011, I was very reckless with my body. I would be pulling on these strands, just completely naive and stupid. Not stupid per se, but but I was just ignorant uh, of repetitive strain injury. And I was just, I was making whips, you know, as fast as I could, one a day, sometimes two a day. And I had that kind of, wow, I'm unstoppable as a whip maker. I can just keep cranking out these whips. And I ended up damaging my fingers. And every now and then when I, when I work, a little too hard, uh, put in a little too much time, putting in, you know, 12, 13, 15 hour days making whips constantly. Um, the fingers start to hurt quite a bit. And I think it's in the joints. Um, 
Nowadays, if I feel that happening, I stop for a day, maybe two days. And um, of course, I finish the order on time uh, that that the whips are ordered. But um, I take a break. I take frequent breaks. And I'm thankful that I don't believe it to be carpal tunnel as I don't have any of the pain in my wrists, but it's more in the fingers. Um, but a video is going to be coming out, uh, very soon on how to protect or my opinions and how I, I, what I wish I I had been told when I started making whips, uh, as a result of the, um, the original tutorial, the six feet, uh, six foot tutorial, uh, thousands of, of you guys have been getting into whip making and starting businesses. And, um, it's very important that you are aware that your your hands are not invincible. And if you go every day pulling on the tips of your fingers, you are going to damage your fingers. So be careful. There's a video coming on that soon. And uh, Steve, I'm so sorry to, to hear. I, I hope you heal up soon, my, my brother. Um, I had an uncle who had carpal tunnel. Um, I think he's recovered from it now. Uh, after surgery, uh, like 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 you had, and um, sounds like a very painful experience, and I'm very sorry. I hope you heal up. Thank you for the comment, Steve. There's a comment from Braden. Uh, oh, another. Wh- what part do you talk about atheism? I don't have much time to watch the whole episode. That seemed to be the hot topic for episode number seven for Whipcast number seven. That's cool. I like it. That's what I wanted this podcast to be about. Uh, well, not you know, religion, but in particular, but I wanted it to be about other things, uh, in addition to whip making. That's exactly what I wanted. So if it if it takes a theological discussion to, uh, to make that happen, so be it, you know, uh, let's see here. A comment from caliber whips on podcast number seven. Hi, Nick. Great podcast so far. Thank you. I'm only halfway done with it because it's 11.17 p.m. and I'm getting tired. Uh, Anyway, you mentioned English eye fall hitches. I have a video talking about English eyes, and some of them can can be thinner than four-point fall hitches. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, Where where was I? Oh, thinner than four-point fall hitches. And some are, yes, much thicker. I plan on making a video on, on... yeah, making a video, uh, making a whip, and implementing the English eye. But I would definitely consider learning how to make them. They're actually growing on me. In fact, my last three whip orders have English eyes. Let me know if you're interested. I could give you some tips that could cut your learning time to a fraction. P.S. I love the longer podcast. It gives me something to listen to while I make whips <laughs> and crackers. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Connor. I appreciate it, man. Um, yeah. Uh, by the way, your latest video, that new Kevlar uh, blue and red whip, is absolutely remarkable. That is a beautiful whip. Um, the way that it cracked, the way that it rolled out. You were getting very good at whip making, my friend. And uh, keep an eye on this guy, Connor Connor Hack from Caliber Whips. Um, you're getting good, man. You are getting very good at whip making, and uh, you're going to be uh, a world class whip maker very shortly. I, I would imagine that you're going to be at the top. 
So keep doing what you're doing. And I, I'm not just saying that to make you feel good. I see huge potential in your work. Very, very seldomly do I see people pick something up so quickly like this. And you, uh, you are progressing much faster than the average person. I can tell you have a passion for it. I can tell you care. I can tell that you want to make every whip better than the previous one. That's what it takes. And keep an eye out on Connor Hat, guys. This guy's getting very good. Thank you for the comment, Connor. Um, that video in and of itself actually might have inspired me to learn the English eye. Wax and Prime. The roaster is still broken, but the oven works just fine. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, wax and Prime uh, uses his oven to heat up the wax, and that's I bet that's faster than using a roast master. My roast master is on the ragged edge of uh, just rusting away and falling apart, but uh, it keeps turning on every time. Pretty soon, I bet you the the uh, the dial is just going to tear off and break off at some point because of all the the rust, and the rust is because. You fill, you take, you take the tray out that holds the wax and you fill it with water and that water boils and heats the wax. Um, and I guess the condensation, the steam comes out and I think that's why it's, why it's rusting, but I don't know. It's, it's, the whole thing is just falling apart. So maybe I'll be putting my wax in the oven, wax and prime. We'll see. Dylan commented, so I'm following this video to a T and I have exactly one foot of BBs loaded, uh, one foot of BB loaded paracord as the core, plus two feet and one extra inch for error. However, when it comes to the first belly, the first strand is dropping short of the end of the BB loaded core. Is there a reason for this? Should I keep plating? Should I make the two one half foot pieces bigger? Or should I make the two and a half foot pieces bigger? If you're dropping them before the BBs end, then yeah. I don't know why that's happening, Dylan. Um, I'm honestly unsure of that. But either take away a, a few BBs or make that piece, make that strand longer. Because you really don't want to be going from, you know, you don't want to be dropping strand before uh, the BB loaded portion ends. It's just... I don't recommend it. So do what you need to do. One of those two options. Sorry you're having that problem. I don't know what's going on. Uh, a comment from Squiddy. <laughs> ah, the purring of after Tipper arrived was very relaxing. Great episode, Nick. Thank you, Squiddy. Yeah, that was my Siamese cat, Tipper. And uh, she's actually sitting on the chair back here. Look, Tipper. Yeah, this has kind of become a little tradition. Every time I do a podcast at some point, Tipper Tipper comes into the uh comes on to the show and uh talks about whips. <laughs> I'd really be interested to hear what she said. What what would she what she would have to say about whips if she could talk. I don't know, it's funny. Thanks, Squiddy. I'm glad you found that funny. Uh a comment from Cademan Productions. 
Thanks for answering my question. I was making an eight-foot snake whip and forgot about using my dropped strands as a new core. I imagine that also helps with the kinks that commonly form when transitioning from six to eight plat. Thanks again. You are very welcome, Cade man. <laughs> Tipper, what are you doing? <laughs> you ever look at a cat's face and just it causes you to just start laughing for no reason whatsoever? It happens to me a lot. Maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> oh man. Bogey Diamond one two three. I'd really like to be in one of your podcasts. Well, you can be. And uh, you, if I'm not mistaken, are a Whitmaker Bogey Diamond 123. And I'm going to start having more people on the show. Um, I've been busy, so it's kind of been hard to to schedule um, having people on the show, but... I'm going to try to get that done now because obviously I'm having trouble sitting here talking to myself and carrying on a conversation. But the questions help. Juiceman81092. Oh, uh, haha, oh no. And that's, that's the crazy glitch that's been happening. Uh, every single time I have a podcast, it's probably going to happen on this show too. If I don't, it seems to happen around two hours. So it's probably going to happen if, if this thing carries on for two hours. I kind of hope it doesn't. But, uh, yeah, we might have that problem, that crazy glitch. My friend Danny, who I was telling you about earlier, who has the um, South Shore Audio and who's uh, who owns this microphone, um, he told me that the sample rate I was recording at, he knows a lot more about this stuff than I do, is what caused that crazy glitch. You want to go? All right. Tipper wants to leave now. Get there, 85. Would you ever consider doing a leather whip tutorial? Mm, yes, but I wouldn't really call it a tutorial. I wouldn't say, this is what you do here. This is Then you do that. It would be more of, this is how I do it. My friend Blake Bruning of Trinity Whips does it this way, and I agree that it's better, but I just can't do that yet. Uh, my friend Blake Bruning of Trinity Whips, he hand cuts all of his strands, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but it's obviously a better method. If you can do it, it's faster. I can't do it. So I use all these crazy methods. So I could do it, but it wouldn't really be per se a tutorial. It would be Nick Schrader's method of making a kangaroo hide bullwhip. So I might do it, get there 85. We'll see. <clears throat> Eric Nelson says that that crazy happening with the uh, sample rate is a glitch in the matrix. <laughs> Pretty much what it is, man. First time it ever happened, it scared me to death. I didn't know what was going on. I was losing my mind. Uh, Eric Kruckenberg. Interesting, but you're not a Belmont <laughs> yet. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh, Game of Thrones, maybe. I don't know. It was on my uh, the 20-foot target whip uh, video where I had that big, disgusting duct tape whip. And then I was cutting that foam cup in half with water. Um, hmm. 
Thomas says, I use medical tape in my whips. Um, that's fine. Medical tape is actually really similar to hockey tape, so that's fine. Thomas also says, you were the Bob Ross of whip making. <laughs> I appreciate it. Again, Thomas. I should uh, tally up all the times I've been told that. I really do take it as a compliment. Uh, here's a comment from Gordon on podcast number seven. Hi, Nick. I also found your channel through watching the King of Random video. I made the first whip that Nate made and thought that it was cool for creating a first run whip uh, to understand the basic concept of whip making or of making one. Then I found a link to your bull whip video and was incredibly happy to find someone that maintains such a high quality of construction without piling on specialty tools and equipment. I'm planning to work on a snake whip with the help of your videos. Thank you for what you do and your patience and willingness to explain what you're doing and why. Thank you, Gordon. That's kind of my thing. I'm, I've always been sort of a DIY person. I've always enjoyed building things um, with my hands. And I, I kind of credit that to my father because he was always like that, and he still is very much so like that, kind of an improviser. And um, that's having those genes uh, kind of uh, helped me to, to make this channel possible. So, yeah, thank you, Gordon. I, I pr I'm glad you, you noticed that. And saw that that's what I was going for. And I appreciate it. And uh, let me know how your future whips go, man. Lilani commented on the waxing a nylon whip video and says, Hi, one or, two years, one or two years back, it seems there was a conversation here about using wax versus spray. Or wax versus spray on waterproofing. I've done this without any problems. Was the conversation deleted for some reason? And I let you know, actually, I said, no, I don't delete comments. Um, so I don't know what happened to it. Could have been on another video, uh, Lilani. So I'm not sure. But um, uh, you used a spray on wax and it worked. So that's awesome. I'd like to know what what is the name brand of that spray on wax. I'd really like to know that. Um, there's a comment from Mick. I like the wood handle concept. I'll echo some comments. Wax is okay for wood. Look at uh, carbide tools. Watch Cap and Eddie for some tutorials. And uh, EXP is finishing. Sand and finish the handle while on the lathe. Thanks for the tutorials. You're good at it. Thank you, Mick. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, when I made that video, I knew next to nothing about, uh, about using a lathe. And it's questionable whether or not I should have even made a video at that point on doing so. Um, like I said earlier, I'm probably going to be doing um, a recent video or doing a kind of a, a catch-up video like this is what I didn't know then, which is everything, and this is what I learned from you guys. So uh, thank you, Mick. I appreciate that. Captain Eddie, uh, he's the man when it comes to turning uh, turning wood on a lathe. So I appreciate it. Uh, Jared asks, is the tape you use hockey or athletic? Uh, I use hockey tape. Athletic tape is almost the same. I don't like athletic tape because it doesn't have that strong fish smell. <laughs> That's another crazy inside joke. 
uh, It's All Wood commented on the original video. It's taking me about 15 minutes. And there's the water softener. We have to listen to that. What are you going to do? It's taking me about 15 minutes per BB to slide down. I have to squeeze each BB about one-eighth of an inch at a time. Why is a quarter-inch core so tight for me but slide down for you just fine? Uh, I'm not sure it's all wood. Um, I recommend using a three-eighths inch sinker cord for the core um, today. Um, it's what I use today. And it's going to allow those BBs to slide through much, much easier. So I'm sorry you had that problem. I'm not sure why it is. Um, if you had the same material that I was using, I, I, I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, let's see here. It's all wood. You followed up. I actually messaged you back. And, yeah, I gave you a link to the 3 8 inch sinker cord. And you said that is interesting. And it even specifies that it can fit BBs. I was so frustrated with it because when you did it, they slid in pretty easily. I was excited to start on the bellies. That is so strange. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened with that. I'm sorry. I don't know. Here comes a cat down from the ceiling. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> Tommy says, thanks, great as always. I appreciate it, Tommy. Ben says, great tutorial. Thanks. I've used this method to incorporate your bird's eye pattern into the handles of a few whips, and it works great. Thanks, Ben. I'm glad it was helpful to you. Uh, let's see. Hang on, hang on. Well, hello. How are you? Got a cat just jumped down from the ceiling. That's crazy. Crazy stuff's going on. <clears throat> uh, email asks, do you remove the core of the parachute cord before plating? Yes, I do every single time. DMGD, what if I used less of a plat? How would that affect the function? Mm, this is a comment or a question on my current snake whip making method. You can do it. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, actually, I've made a few 12 plat whips since my current snake whip making method. That was in 16 plat. And in some applications, I prefer 12 plat. In others, I prefer the 16 plat. If the if the three foot snake whip, uh, or if if the snake whip is three feet, that is, I like it to be 12 plat. And you can take the overlay strand lengths that you saw in my current snake whip making video for 2018, and add a foot to every single strand of the overlay and subtract that 16th strand. And um, Give that a try, actually. It's, it's, uh, it's sometimes a better option, I think, if the whip is shorter. <coughs> Excuse me. 
There's a comment from uh, It's All Wood. It's <laughs> the other cat. Well, it took about seven hours, but I got all the BBs in. Spent about five to six hours on it and just put my cracker on. Wow. I'm sorry that took you so long. It's all wood. Tried cracking it indoors as I didn't want to go outside since it's cold and dark. But the way you crack yours at the end, it looks like you didn't have to flick your wrist and arm very hard. And I feel like mine won't be like that. I also did a crappy job with my overlay as every three or four inches... There's a twist or an overlapping strand. Not sure how I managed to do that, but might have to watch your newer videos. Managed to crack sort of indoors, I think, but not sure if that was just from the cracker hitting the ceiling. <laughs> Could be. Uh, I'm optimistic, though. So I took it outside, and I think it cracked. It just sounded very... Uh, it didn't sound very loud, so maybe it was just the cracker hitting the snow. Not sure. It doesn't look great, so maybe it's not tight enough. Needless to say, it'll be a while before I do that again. I was sweating. I was sweating uh, like crazy pretty much through the entire process. I felt the same way it's all would. When I made my first whip, I actually told myself, Nick, this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. And then I made another one. And then I made a third one, and I was hooked. <laughs> Turn back while you can, it's all wood. Uh, no, it's it's something that... I, I know it's discouraging seeing these things, but I guarantee you, if you make another one, it's going to be better, and they only get better from here. Um, make sure that you're rolling the thing heavily and all the way out. Um, roll that overlay. And that's going to also help um, just even out the tension uh, of all the bellies and contribute to the whip cracking better. So hopefully next time you'll have a smoother experience. It's all wood. I'm sorry that took so long. Comment from Ted. I know this is an old video and you have changed some of your ways you do your plating. But what if you did like the way you did the fire whip and drop two at a time? You could drop two reds, then two blacks, then two reds, then two blacks, and get a lot further down the whip uh, before losing the pattern. Just an idea from someone just starting. Uh, but having the benefit... Sorry. Something just fell in the other room and I didn't know what it was. But having the benefit of watching more recent videos that you have made. Thank you for those videos. You have a very good demeanor for instructional videos. Thank you, Ted. I appreciate it. You're right. That is something. I don't know why I didn't consider doing that, but dropping two strands at the same time will uh, preserve a pattern uh, until further notice, basically, all the way down the web. So that's a great idea, Ted, and I appreciate it. That's on the Coral Snake Whip video. Comment from Bobby. I keep ending... I keep ending dropping two strand at once. Is it normal? Um, I keep ending dropping two strand at once. No, you you don't. If you're not trying to maintain a pattern, you shouldn't be dropping two strands at the same time. Or I I don't recommend it. Um, it's just gonna it'll help the taper if you don't do that. 
comment from Juicy. Y'all should check out the channel Adam CWM. It's Adam Winrich's channel. Yes, you should. I would be surprised if you're listening to this podcast and you are unaware of my friend Adam Winrich. Excellent whip maker and whip cracker. Fight Squad 67. What are the strand lengths for this, for the big red 10 foot whip, if you don't mind sharing? Uh, yes, you should be able to find the strand lengths for the 10 foot whip on nickswhipshop.com and the strand lengths page. Uh, Carolyn says, My dad makes whips. That's awesome, Carolyn. Um, what is your dad's name? Because there is actually a pretty likely chance that I've heard his name or know of who he is. I'd like to know who he is. I'm always looking to meet new whip makers. Josie Whipmaking says, Thanks. You are welcome, Josie Whipmaking. Thanks for the comment. Jody says, Nick, great vids. Keep up the good work. I've watched many of your videos. However, I have not taken the time to go through comments. My question for you is as follows. Is there a book, website, link, etc. that you could share with me uh, that already calculated calculated the paracord lengths for the bellies and overlay for a wide variety of platforms. Thanks in advance for any input. Uh, yes, Jody. Um, I don't know of anybody else who, who shares strand lengths for whips, but I do uh, on my website, nixwhipshop.com. And at the top of the page, you'll see where it says, uh, I think, whip making. And there's a whole page designated to strand lengths for different uh, different overall length whips and I'm always editing that and I'm always adding more um, more options to that page so check that out Jody I hope that helps uh, that trick Paul did at 8 at 805 the loop went around the other's head as it retracted for God's sake uh, yes Paul Nolan has this awesome trick Paul Nolan of Midwest whips that is um, and he he does this awesome thing where he throws a forward crack, a cattleman's crack, and while he's throwing the whip, he flails his wrist uh, 90 degrees, and the whip will, the, the loop will flow all the way down, and at the last second, it'll just go 80 degrees, or go 90 degrees to one side and cut. Awesome trick by Paul Nolan. Comment from Chris. Where do you get your 550 paracord? Paracord planet is too small diameter. Yes, it is. <laughs> I became well aware of that early on. For my falls, uh, I've had to use premium paracord from Home Depot to be able to thread down the, down the middle. But that's $6 for 50 feet um, and only gray and black. I want to get multiple colors but don't know how to order from online. I don't want to waste money trying stuff that doesn't work. Chris, this is what you need to do. Um, make sure, it doesn't really matter where you're getting it, but make sure that you are ordering 550 Type 3 military grade parachute cord with the seven strands inside. If you're ordering military grade parachute cord, um, you shouldn't have a problem. If you have a problem and it's smaller diameter than the company uh, could be in serious trouble for selling military-grade parachute cord. Um, that is not, in fact, military-grade parachute cord. Um, that's not good if, if they're doing stuff like that because people use this stuff. 
obviously for parachutes. And if, you know, it's not up to the standard, then that's, that's not good. That's dangerous. So Chris, make sure you're getting military grade parachute cord. Um, and for your, um, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you're going to want to do, Chris. I hope that helps you. Uh, Skadood123 just wanted to say thank you for posting this video. Have a 10 foot nylon whip, not bull whip, I was gifted 22 years ago that is in need of repair. With your video, I should be able to tie the hitch and create a new fall. Wow, that is, that's pretty cool. 22 year old parachute cord whip. That's, that's cool. Or nylon bull whip, 22 years old. I'd love to see a picture of that, Skadood. One, two, three. That'd be really cool. Can you give a link to the actual name of the floor mat material and a maybe a link to Dacron? Uh, yes, I can do that. Jose says, ghosty. Hmm. Let's see. Comment from Steve. I was wondering... I'm making my first whip. I hear about waxing the whip when you're done. I don't have that stuff, but I have made a lot of paracord bracelets. If someone tells me theirs is too loose, I get water to, uh, to a boil and put their bracelet in the water for a few seconds and it shrinks nicely. Then it fits them fine. Can you do this with a whip? Uh, pour hot water from the kettle over the whip uh, to shrink and tighten the whip. I'm sure... Um, it was shrinks a paragraph. I'm not sure would would I ruin the whip if I did that. Thanks, uh, Steve. Waxing a whip actually does essentially the same thing and gives you some benefits of waterproofing. So if you have um, any access to paraffin wax and a means of heating it up, uh, heat it up to 180 to 200 degrees Fahrenheit, and drop the whip in there for about a minute or two, and that heat will tighten those strands that's another thing that makes waxing whips so great is that it tightens those strands and makes the whip flow better and it's better than water i don't know if water would be a good idea i feel like it wouldn't be or it wouldn't benefit really it might tighten the strands but why not use wax that's that has a multi-purpose um another comment from it's all wood i managed to do this but I only have the one color and didn't want to risk messing up what I had already done. So I just ended up with the primary color. You can tell on mine that it could afford to have another go around, but I'm happy with how mine turned out. Now to look for a video on how to do the other part to cover the transition from the di uh, the diamond plot to the herringbone. Uh, that's a comment on my uh, 6 by 7 two-tone uh, heel knot, Turks head knot. Thanks, it's all wood. I appreciate it. Okay. Another comment from it's all wood. Hey, Nick, what part of Indiana are you located? I'm in northwest, northeast Indiana. I'm having a lot of trouble following the video, even when I pause it many times. Do you ever show uh, whip making in person? Uh, yes, I, I'm in northwest Indiana, so I can't be more than like two and a half hours away from you. It's all wood. I'd be happy when it gets a little bit warmer to meet up at a park. Let me know. We can we can make some whips together in the park. 
Um, yeah, that'd be fun. Dylan says, is there just, is this just for waterproofing or does it make the whip just overall better? Talking about waxing. Yes, it does make it overall better. That's something that I've recently discovered that it does tighten those strands as we just discussed and makes the whip flow better and makes it more springy. Comment from Thomas. Hi, I'm Thomas Young. I was just wondering that if you don't mind me asking, but how long did it actually take you to make the bullwhip? And that's a comment on the original six-foot bullwhip tutorial. Well, since I was filming, it took a long time, much longer time than it would have, but that whip took me about probably 15 hours. That's how long it was taking me to make a six-foot bullwhip. Uh, those days, about 15 hours total. Now I can do it in about 9 to 10 hours. Comment from, let's see, Jason on the original video. Nick, thank you. I'm going to have to make this bigger because, there we go. A little bigger. Okay. Nick, thank you so much for the detailed tutorial video. Your instructions were very easy to follow. The hardest part of uh, for me was to get my hands on the BBs in New Jersey. Interesting. I had to cross state lines and go to a Walmart in uh, Suffern, New York. New Jersey has ridiculous laws concerning BBs. That's crazy. Why? 0.177 caliber ammunition requires a license to be purchased legally in... What? You're kidding me. Requires a license to be purchased legally in New Jersey? Why? It's spherical steel. That's crazy. However, once I took the drive, actual construction took about eight hours. Um, I must repeat myself. Your tutorial was very well presented and easy to follow. Uh, for my first whip, I feel that I have made a good quality product. I have a few ideas I wish to experiment with in the future to add strength and spring to the handle transition. Also, I get more practice uh, with my plating. I hope to achieve smoother tapers. My whip has a small asymmetrical dip where I dropped two strands in my plating. I allowed the strands to run out too close to each other. First whip and all, I learned uh, and will avoid oh first whip and all I learned and will avoid that in the future that in the future I have a tough tough time reading here for some reason right now sorry I will post an update upon completing my second as well these paracord whips are very accurate to aim I enjoy target practice with it very much me too that's one of my favorite things to do with a whip it handles very well, and I can crack overhead. Cattleman's crack, I believe it is called. Yes, you're right. Around 70% of the time. I can crack the whip most often 80% of the time using an underhand and a sidearm crack. Since I am a beginner, I wear safety glasses. That's very smart. I used to do that too. Uh, and have already kept my eye due to this precaution. That's good. Um, I have already shot-loaded my core for my next project. Uh, I'm working on an 8-foot bullwhip this time, and I'll be attempting a diamond pattern in my plating. Black and royal blue. Beautiful colors for a whip. Thank you again for your time spent on making the video. I would have never been able to attempt this had I not stumbled across your videos. Thank you so much, Jason. Um, I can't believe that about 
New Jersey, like a license to purchase BBs? That's insane. Wow. I'm sorry it's been hard. Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm glad to be a help to you, Jason. Let me know how your future whips go. It's a comment from Dustin. Thank you. The Paracord Guild is useless. I've been trying to make a flogger, and they never show how to start the herringbone pattern. And I end up with a perfect front and a crappy back because it wasn't starting it correctly. Well, I'm glad I, I, you were able to see that more clearly in my video. Um, what do you do when your fid doesn't fit inside your rather tight paracord? I get the Akatech fid from Amazon. I, uh, I tried fishing a string through and pulling the string... Um, but it keeps breaking before the cord comes all the way through. Any pro tricks for a novice? Uh, yeah, you're trying to make a fall. And make sure you're getting 550 parachute cord, military type 3 grade, and that's going to help you. Um, if that doesn't work, which it should, get 650 parachute cord from Roy Parton of um, whipnation.com. Even better. Comment from Aaron. Hello, Nick. I was so impressed with your videos, etc., that I took the leap of faith and tried to make my own. Oh, boy. <laughs> what an error mine turned out to be. Incredibly limp, and I decided to bind the entire thing with hockey tape. It, it has improved slightly, but not fully, uh, rolling and falling back on itself. I have put it aside, not, uh, not have the courage to return to it for three months plus so far. I know your clips have helped hundreds out, Hundreds out there to make their own fine whips, and thanks for having them. You're welcome, Aaron. Um, I I bet you your first whip was better than my first whip. That's all I have to say. Mine was an absolute disaster. Keep it up, and uh, you'll you'll do better and better every time. I promise you. The random project uh, commented and said, "Hey Nick, is it possible to get a shout out?" I will reply a shout out as well. The Random Project, here is your shout-out, my friend. I've never been on your channel before, but uh, I'll check you out. And uh, I, it looks like you do a bunch of like just random projects. That's awesome. I love that kind of stuff. I'm going to be building a, uh, a smoker pretty soon, DIY smoker for uh, smoking briskets and ribs. And that's something I'm, I'm going to be doing this spring. So I think uh, that might be uh, right up your alley. That's uh, The Random Project. Check out his channel, guys. Um, let's see here. A comment from It's All Wood. Hey, Nick, was wondering if you have ever tried uh, cyanoacrylate adhesive. Um, I use it a lot for my pen turning on the lathe. I found with some research and personal experimentation that it bonds very, very, very well to nylon, so with paracord... It could be very promising. My first thought was after I did my transition knot, where I burned the ends, I noticed especially with the colored, uh, yeah, with the colored I used dark green, it was almost black when cool. The perfectionist side of me hated that, so I have to decide when I start uh, my next whip tomorrow. I'm going to use some uh, cyanoacrylate, I can't even pronounce that, to adhere it 
and tuck it under itself so you can't see it. And the bond should be plenty strong enough. Would be cool if you tried it yourself. I definitely will try it. Thank you, It's All Wood. And that's cool that you're into pen turning. I uh, have some pieces of uh, wood that I got from Bellforce.com that actually broke. That um, I figured, what do I do with it? And it's big enough to be a pen, so maybe I'll try to turn a pen. Comment from Dylan. How do you put the strands on the first belly because I can get I cannot get my strands to lay like your I made a like yours I made a whip already from the first vid and I don't have the floor mat what else can I use you can use hockey t- I don't even use the floor tape the the floor mat tape much anymore I use hockey tape and that works uh, just as well I think if not better it's not as bulky too that's great Comment from Eric. Hey, Nick, just a designing tip. I just finished my second whip and I got really frustrated trying to figure out a two-strand diamond plat on a 16-plat whip, so I ended up doing a four-strand herringbone. I just picked up four strands at a time and went under four, over four, and actually fell in love with the pattern, and it makes the handle look like a medieval sword handle. Plus, the handle turned out very thin and sleek because of this plat. Try it out if you haven't already. I will try it. I haven't tried that before. No. Two strand diamond plat. So you're grabbing one or two strands at the same time. Probably two. I'll give that a try. Uh, Let's see here. Comment from Matt. Great video. I wish I could get a jumbo permalock needle to find or to feed through my cord that easy. Yeah, that's, that's been kind of a problem lately, Matt. Um... I recommend going with 650 parachute cord for your falls. Bugs says, can you do a herringbone pattern, please? Um, herringbone pattern is, is pretty simple. It's uh, If you're in 12 plat, it's one strand under 6 over 6. If you're in 16 plat, it's under 8 over 8. Um, I'm getting tired, sorry. If it's 12 plat, it's uh, under 3 over 3. And uh, if it's if it's uh, sixteen plat, it's under four over four. Whew. It's three in the morning. Sorry. Uh, let's see here. <laughs> Jake says, "Give Bob Ross's demeanor back." By the way, great work. Thank you, Jake. Uh, e roll says, "Great info." I used a breaded hundred twenty pound. Oh, braided. 120 pound braided fish line. Braided 120 pound fishing line works great. Interesting. For the binding. Cool. I never tried that before. Um, Let's see. Flex DRG says, Hi Nick, do you think a mesh sleeve like this, and there's a link there we'll check out in a second, might work as a replacement for hockey tape or carpet mesh tape? It has no glue to go bad. It is smooth, slippery, uh, smooth slash slippery, so you keep smooth uh, movement on the belly below it. And it would give the binding support uh, to not fall into the cracks between the braids, and it's thick, so it will uh, add a bit of bulk too, and it is stretchy, so you keep the fine taper. 
Let's check out that link right now. Without uh, losing our spot here. That'd be great, wouldn't it? We're almost through all the questions. Hmm. Wire mesh guard. Yeah, I bet that would work. If it's a large enough diameter, it would probably work fine. Thanks, FlexDRG. I appreciate it. Um, it's interesting because it's kind of like a Chinese finger trap mesh. So it can expand and it can get, if you pull it, it gets thinner. So, I mean, yeah, try it. That's unexplored territory as far as, uh, as far as I know. So give it a try. Comment from Vaughn, best wit maker ever. You are very kind, Vaughn, to say something like that. <laughs> I wish I believed that too. Uh, I've have, I have a long way to go in wit making, but you're very kind. Thank you. And here is the last comment of the night by Deadneck90. My neck's pretty dead. I'm, I'm dead tired. Uh, thank you, sir. You should do a few videos on plating, yeah? Overs and unders, uh, number of strands, dropping strands, etc. Just saying, keep it up, great. Keep up, keep it up, though, Nick. Doing great. Thank you so much, Deadneck90. I appreciate that very kind comment, and uh, that comment came in while we were recording. That came in an hour ago. So thank you so much. And uh, if you guys have any um, any questions. Leave comments, and I'll do my best to answer them live on the show. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, this episode. It was a little rough. I had the camera rolling the whole time, actually, and I didn't think I would do that. So um, I will see you uh, next time on Whipcast. I'm your host, Nick Schrader. Have a good morning, good night, good afternoon, and I'll see you later. Thanks for listening.